Welcome to the Ben Beard Show, brought to you by Redcliffe Homes. Welcome to the Ben Beard Show. Our guest today is Edward Gallardo with Edwards Homes in El Paso, Texas. Edward, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you being here. Um, so you are one of the winners or, or uh, rec- people being recognized as the 40 under 40. I'm not sure the right way to say that, but uh, you were one of the top 40 under 40 by Pro Builder Magazine. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That's fantastic. Well, tell me what 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 did you do to uh, what is your role with Edwards Homes and and how did you go about uh, receiving that um, award? Um, I'm I'm the I'm currently the vice president for Edwards Homes. Okay. I've been with the company for for twelve years. Um, I started in the company. I'm currently thirty five years old. I was twenty three when I started with the company. Um, I started from the from the very bottom. I was the, the detailer. I was out there detailing homes, doing warranty repairs, work, went up the went up the ladder, became a superintendent, did some walkthroughs, came into the office, got my got my real estate license, started selling some of the homes, and c- continued going up the chain, came into the office and eventually just became the vice president. Wow. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations. Thank How long you. have you been in that role as vice president? As vice president, I've been here for about three years. Okay, awesome. Yeah. That's great. So how did you get started? Was Edwards Homes your first job in construction or how did you get into the industry? I've been, I've been in and out of construction since I was a, since I was a little kid. Um, going up through school, I was one of those guys that, that most people like their summers, their vacation summers. When you're in school, I hated it because my dad would make me go go work with them in the construction. So I've been in the construction. I mean, practically my my entire life. Um, I graduated high school when I went up to college in in Portales. I'm a I'm an I was also an ex athlete. I played soccer, so I won a soccer scholarship to to, to Eastern New Mexico University. Um, ended up coming back and and just continued with construction and went on from there. Okay. So what what were you doing with your dad or what kind of construction work did you do after high school? I mean, it was pretty much general construction. I mean, building homes, um, millwork. Um, I mean, pretty much anything that has to do with construction, just in general. Okay. So did you go to college for training in construction or, or uh, what did you what did you study in college? No, actually I went to college. College, like I was, I went on a soccer scholarship, and my 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 goal in life at that time was to go and become a teacher and coach at a high, at a high school level, coach coach some sports, and that was my that was my that was going to be my career. Um, you know what? I had played soccer my entire life, and it was it was all, always really 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 fun to play it. It was it was I mean. I, didn't want to do anything but play soccer when i got to college and it actually became a job i hated it i didn't like it at all it was uh it was i mean it was practice after practice after practice and then school and practice school i got fed up with it (laughs) um actually dropped out of college i dropped out of college came back home and um, 
tried going to school here for a little bit, but then ended up just dropping out completely. And then that's when I started in, in this company. And I, and I mean, like I said, I started from the bottom, very bottom making $300 a week, paying my own gas, my own phone, everything, just barely surviving. And I was able to, to, to live through it. And, and here we are now. That's awesome. Crazy. But, um, but it's been a long journey. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. So what, uh, how did you overcome the fear of, of dropping out of college and, and then end up back in construction that you'd hated so much growing up? Um, you know what, it was, it was more that I just dropped out of college and I didn't have a choice. It's the only thing I knew how to do. Okay. So I really didn't have a choice as, as I grew in, into this, this company. It's a little bit different than just general construction. This is, this is building a home. It's, it's residential, it's, it's sales. It's, it's a little bit different. It has a little bit of everything. Um, more like a, you know, I, another thing that I wanted to do growing up was a business and administration was also something that I wanted to get into. So this, this kind of business brings, brings all that together. So, you know, I, I started liking it. Like I said, I got my real estate license as well. started selling. So it has a little bit of everything yeah. and it's something, I think it's a never ending industry. We're, we're always going to need the homes. There's, there's, there's industries that will be up and down, but I think this is an industry that will be around for forever. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love it, man. So how did you start working as a kind of a labor detail guy for Edwards, um, become a superintendent? What, what made you decide you wanted to go get your real estate license and sell? It's, it's, that's a, that's a crazy story also. So I was the one detailing the homes. I was the one painting. I was the one, you know, getting the homes ready before we, we did walkthroughs with the buyers. And, and, um, and I was the one doing the walkthroughs as well. So it's, I would see the, the real estate guys show up in their, in their BMWs and their Mercedes <laughs> and going up with their clients. And I said, I want to do that also. So I, I got into school. I, I started at night. I would work during the day, would go to school at night, um, eventually got my license. And then I was doing both at the same time. I was, you know, working here during the day, weekends and afternoons. I was, you know, searching for clients, getting clients and started selling some homes. But it all started just from, you know, seeing these guys showing up and, and me wanting a little bit of taste, taste of that also. Awesome. That's great. So how did the... Uh... How did the company handle that? The construction guy coming to him and saying, Hey, I, I also want to, I don't want to just build for you now. I want to sell for you. The company actually embraced it. They actually helped me to, for, with my classes. They helped pay for my classes. Cool. Um, they wanted me to learn. They wanted me to move up. So, so they, they actually paid for my, for that education part of it. And then I guess they saw something good in me that, that they, they wanted me to learn more things and, and diversify myself within the company. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess they had a plan for me already. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, so then how did you go from being a sales person? Were you doing construction and sales at the same time? Or was kind of you ended your construction time and moved over to the sales floor? No, I was doing both at the same time. Like I said, I was doing, I was doing wow. construction. They used to call me, um, what, what's the name for... Um, the Superman character, Ken Clark. Yeah. But I used to, at five o'clock, I used to run into 
portable toilets and camaras in my tie as a as a real estate agent <laughs> after five. So so yeah, I was managing both things at the same time, and I did it for you know three four years until a position uh-huh. op- a position opened up at the office, and, and I I talked to the owner and I told him you know what. I know about construction and I know about sales. I know a little bit about the numbers. I would like to apply for that position. And he, he gave me the opportunity and that's, that's how I came into the office. And um, from there, I stopped doing, well, I'm still doing construction, but more on the administrative part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So were you actually selling as a, as a representative of Edwards homes or you were just acting as a realtor after five o'clock? I was just acting as a realtor. Okay. Most of, most of my clients, I did bring them over to, to Edwards to purchase in Edwards, but I was just acting as a, as a real estate agent. Okay. So you're, you were a free agent and then, and then they, that opportunity opened up. You said, Hey, I want to step away from doing these two things and just come work in the office. And, and it was the position was was something that that joined those things together. So I pretty much came into the office, you know, as a, the, the contract manager doing um, doing administrative things here in the office and making sure that the contracts were in line. They had everything that they had to do, accepting the contracts, checking, checking them to to make sure that we were that we were fine. And then at the same time, checking in with the construction on the on the field, making sure that the homes were being completed on time and, and going going along with the contract. So it was a mix of, of both things. It was two in one. Yeah. Interesting. So how do you move from being kind of that transaction coordinator, contract manager to uh, to becoming a vice president? Um, like I said, I started since the very beginning. So, so with time and being, being here in the office, I kind of took over the warranty department since I started as a, as a warranty, uh, warranties when I started here. Um, okay. Accounting, I started learning all about the numbers. So I kind of s- took over the, the accounting department. I kind of took over the, the construction, the, the sales. Um, up until I became a vice president, I was still the, ma- the, the manager for the sales department. So I kind of did a little bit in every single department and that's how I ended up becoming the vice president. Yeah. That's cool. So how big a company is, is Edwards Homes? How many employees? Edwards Homes started about 18 years ago. 18 years ago, he was building two homes a year, went on to, to three homes, to six homes, 50 homes. Last year, we closed 316 homes. Wow. Um, the company and employees, we have about, we have about 36 employees of the company. But I mean, we have hundreds of subcontractors and, and yeah. suppliers and everybody that's involved within the company. But we have about 36 employees. Like I said, we closed 316 homes last year and we just bought 120 lots in Las Cruces. So in about a week or two, we're going to start construction in Las Cruces as well. Okay. Yeah, I've heard you guys were, were coming up here. So for the get the audience that doesn't know, we're only about an hour apart. Um which yes. is kind of, kind of cool. When I saw you on that uh, 40 under 40 list, I was, I was like, hey, that's awesome to see a local guy from El Paso on there. I've got to get him on the podcast. Yeah. And is, I mean, and, and, and one of the reasons why it took me is because of the story, because I've been here since, since the very beginning. 
went to, have been through every single process that the company had. I mean, I'm the only employee that has been through literally every single department and every single, I mean, I'm part of the whole process of the, what it takes to be a, a builder in, a, in, a, in this position. It was tough. It was sometimes, you know, um, it wasn't the best pay at the beginning. It wasn't the best, but I, 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 was, I stuck through it. And, and again, here we are. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Warranty is uh, a tough, <laughs> a tough position to be in dealing almost exclusively with, with problems yeah. a lot of times. So that's how did you maintain a positive attitude and, and keep a, I guess, an enjoyment about your job while, while doing that? Well, it wasn't all joy, but, <laughs> but you know what? I, I, I stuck through it. It, it was, it was, it was hard. It's a lot of labor work. I mean, it's, it's dealing with clients in their homes, you know, yeah. I mean, just being there, moving furniture around, trying to help them. They're upset. Obviously you're trying to do the best you can do when you're there. But I mean, I, I did do it for, for three years. It was, it was a long time. It was a lot of sacrifices, a lot of hard work, but um, I had the time. I, I I was single at the time, um, so you know everything. Everything turned out great. Um, just a lot of hard work. A lot, a lot of hard work. Yeah. Patience. Patience was also a big. Thing. Sometimes you just want to get up and and run and you know try something different, and it was just a matter of being patient. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, patience is is definitely a big one. Well, what do you do outside of your professional life? Outside of my pro- professional life, I I mean I love to travel. I've always loved to travel. Um, I love spending time with my family. I have a I have a currently I have a two year old, and I have another one on the way. Cool. So right now it's spending a lot of time with the family and and to be honest. Um, it, it might seem like you work more when you're out in the field in the sun and in the wind, but at this level, it's, it's, you work a lot more now. I mean, <laughs> you're working in your sleep, you're working. I mean, it's, it's crazy, especially with the way the company is growing. They're always, you know, it's always in the back of your head, no matter what you're doing, where you're doing it. And it doesn't matter, but we definitely like to, to travel. We'd like to travel whenever we have a chance. We take advantage of our three day weekends and, you know, you have at the end of the day, it is a lot of work, and you have to get away. You have to clear your mind sometimes. And we, me and my wife, like to, to travel whenever we have a chance. That's awesome. Where do you like to travel? Where do you, what do you like to go and do? I mean, we're we're I'm a, I'm a big um, sports fan. I love sports. Um, now now here also that that I'm in this position, I get to do things that I think you used to used to do and. You know, I've, I have a bucket list and one of my bucket things on my bucket list is to go to at least one major event in every sport. So, I mean, I like, I went to a Super Bowl. I've gone to game seven of an NBA finals. I've gone wow. to a big, you know, boxing fight. Um, been to a Yankee Boston game in, in Fenway Park. I mean, we, we like to, I've been, I went, I went to a couple of years back. I went to a Russia for a, confederation soccer cup um we like to follow those sports wow yeah that's cool that's a fun hobby to to go to all those big things that are 
I mean, a lot of those individual events are kind of a once in a lifetime deal for a lot of people. So. Even for me, just once, once is enough. They're pretty pricey. So you can only do them once. <laughs> there you go. Good. So I want to go backwards for a second. You said, you know, I, th I think a lot of young guys in the industry or, or maybe even older guys in the industry that are out in the field feel like they work the hardest. They, you know, they're the ones doing the physical work and uh, you guys are just sitting in the office doing nothing, right? Correct. So talk about that, that difference and how you've seen that shift in your life from being the young guy swinging the hammer, sweating in the field all day to now you feel like you're actually working more and harder than you did back then. Being out there on the field, it's, it's practically, and you know, it's, it's an eight to five Monday through Friday. You get your check, you're happy, you go home and, and, and you forget about everything until Monday, you come back to work and, and you go again. And, and, and some people like doing that forever, you know, over here, it's more of a, it's more of a, it's more of a mind game. It's more of what's coming next, how to solve, how to solve a problem that's not even here yet, how to anticipate, you know, um, right now we have problems with, with, um, with labor. We have problems with materials going up in price. How to anticipate that? How to how to tackle those problems before they even get there? And and when you do, what do you do next? What 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 comes next? And and how do you create more sales? And how do you you got to be creative? You got to use more your head more, your your experience through through life and through through all these these um, different departments that I've been through, um, different economies, different presidents, different. You know, it's every four years it's something different. So you got to adapt and. And um, and see what's coming next. Visualize visualize the attack, and and yeah. uh, it's more of a it's more of a mind game. Yeah, I know. For me, when I made that transition from the field to the office, you know, in the in the field, you you're watching something happen in front of you, or making something happen in front of you. You show up to an empty lot, and six months later, walk away, and there's a finished house there. You know, you start Monday with a empty foundation, and Friday you've got a framed up house. You know, in an office, you, it seems like you just show up and there's a pile of paperwork and you deal with that paperwork and then you pass it on to the next person and then you get a new pile of paperwork and, and it's just, just never ending. So it's uh, psychologically, it's not as, I guess, rewarding to see, you don't see as many tangible accomplishments, right? Correct. And, and it's, and it's a lot more delegating also, you have different departments and you got to take advantage because do it all on your own it's really important to have a great team which we do here have at edwards homes we have an awesome team it's important to to um i mean you see me in my in my edwards shirt right now because we have a team building event right right now it's really important to keep them motivated keep them working hard um have a have a you know a great working environment and it's at, at this point it's it's more about that it's more about keeping keeping everybody motivated keeping them happy and and, um, you know, just, you know, you try and put your two cents every here and there, but everybody's an expert in their department. Just got to help them out a little bit and make sure that everything's running smooth, but definitely motivation and, and being comfortable working where you're working is, is, is one of the key things to, to work and keep the company moving and growing. Yeah. What kind of things have you found to help, um, motivate your team or, or, um, help your team to have that good culture, that good morale? Um, what there, 
working with with these many people, 36 people in, 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 in one in one company is with everybody having different personalities. You gotta kind of adapt to everybody's situation, adapt to the field people, adapt to the office people, how they feel, um, be open, hear them out. Everybody has a different problem. And sometimes we think that some are more important than, than others, but to that specific person or to that specific department, that problem is, is big enough for them. So you really gotta pay attention. Like I said, keep them motivated, keep them together. Um, unity is a big thing. One of the, the team building activity that we're doing today is the escape room. I don't know if you heard about the escape room. We all get in a room and we got to work together as a team and get out of that room. So yeah. um, definitely keeping keeping the team together and, and as a unit. Uh, like I said, I'm a big athlete. I'm, I, I'm a huge believer in sports. And in every single sport, you need a team whether it's, it's even golfing or I was watching a documentary on Formula One last night. Even Formula One is a team of hundreds of people. It seems like it's just with that one driver, but no, there's a lot of people behind that one driver. And, and it's important. The, the best teams are the ones that win the Super Bowls and, and the World Series and the, the World Cup. So, I mean, it's team. It's team. The most important thing is team. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Edder, what, what do you see are the biggest challenges facing the construction industry today? The biggest challenge right now is, I guess, still a pandemic. Um, we're, I mean, like I said, lumber keeps increasing every single month. You don't know where we're going to end up. Um, interest rates are low. You know, we're still we're still hearing rates might go up, they might stay down. We're not sure what's what's going to happen with the this pandemic. Are we going to have another surge? Is there going to be a new strain? The vaccine, how well is it working? Is it really working? Is it not? Um, how's the world taking it? I mean, sometimes we think that, that what happens around the world doesn't impact us, but it really does. There's a lot of uh, materials that come from China, that come from Mexico. So I think they're, like, like I told you earlier, we have to we have to think as much as we can and visualize the, the best that we can. And, you know, at the end of the day, we got to keep going no matter what. We got to continue building. We got to continue selling. Um, and that's the, the only thing we can do right now. I don't think we'll be sure what's going to happen for sure until I think we're a year out till, till we stabilize a little bit still, at least a year out. Stabilize as far as pricing or materials or what, what do you mean? Yes, shortage. One of the big things is shortage. So the, the prices are up because of shortages of everything. We can't mm -hmm. find appliances. We can't find, I mean, at some point we can find doorknobs. We can find wow. labor, labor stuff. Mm -hmm. One of the things in, in, our, in our city here in El Paso is um, the borders are closed. There's a lot of people that come from Mexico that, that come and do that labor work that we don't have right now. They don't have the ability to come over because our, our borders are, are closed. So that's that's I think that's one of the biggest ones, a labor shortage and, and, and opening up the bridges is something that's gonna help us out with that also. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I heard those are scheduled to open here fairly soon, right? Well, they say they say every month they say next twenty first, the next twenty first, the next twenty and it's been like that for yeah. six months. So we'll yeah. see. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I know we're all feeling a, a major shortage. I feel like in the Las Cruces, El Paso area, we didn't, the industry was going through that for the last five or six years. And I feel like we didn't really feel it in this area until 
I don't know, maybe the last year or two. Would you agree with that? Yes, but you know what? It also has to do with the pandemic. Um, we can't find even people for the office because a lot of people are getting, you know, stimulus money. They're getting um, extra support with unemployment. And I mean, we don't have a shortage in jobs. People just don't want to work. Yeah. Everybody's getting money. So why even bother to look for a job if, if you're just getting money, you know? So it's, it's been, it's been tough with, with, with that aspect of, of the business. Yeah. What do you see are the biggest opportunities for the industry today? The biggest opportunities is, I think, I believe is right now, there's obviously a shortage of homes. Everything that we put on the ground sells. Right now, I think it's about saving money. Save as much money as we can, you know, um, make the company as most solid possible because there will be hard times. There's always up and downs in the, in the industry. There always will be. And we gotta be prepared and we gotta be ready for, the, for those times. Okay. And when you say save money, are you talking about the business should be saving money, stockpiling cash or individuals or, or both? What do you mean by that? Both. Individually, you want to save money in case something happens with the company, then you want to be secure yourself. The company also, there might be some tough times where, or not, not necessarily tough times, but sales are going to slow down at some point. And um, we, we do hire when we have what we have right now, we do tend to hire more people and we want to keep those people working. So we want to make sure we have, you know, enough money saved so that we can continue giving jobs. And which is, I mean, we go back to the same thing, having a strong team and, and unity. And, and the only way you keep these people going is, you know, paying them and giving them work. And, and I think the company needs to be ready for, for any time at any moment. Yeah. Um, well, Edder, how do you see the the industry changing over the next 10, 15 years? Um, a lot. Technology is, 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 is going to take over. I mean, we've talked about right now we're struggling with labor, but it's going to come to that day where we're going to have robots building homes. I still see, I see that pretty far out, but, but it's that it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. Um, industry's definitely going to change. I mean, I already, I already go into the field and, from 10 years ago when I would when I was doing details and doing this, I mean I didn't have the type of equipment that we have now to, to build a home. And now we have, you know, we talk about prefab walls, we talk about um, you know, trusses. When I started, we still didn't use a lot of engineered trusses. Everything, everything's just, you know, it's more like a puzzle now. And it's becoming more and more like a puzzle. Um right now with the with the problem that we have in labor we got to get creative and see what way we can you know build these homes with without using that much um you know people so so we got to get everybody i think everybody's going to have to get creative and new things are going to start coming out um sales wise i mean as long as the interest rates are low sales are going to continue but i don't see that that being around for for 10 years i don't think the economy will be able to sustain that so, like I said, we got to keep going where we're going right now, save as money as we can, much as we can and, and be ready for the, for the next, for the next, um, I guess you can say home revolution. Yeah. Are you, is Edward Towns, are you guys doing any kind of, uh, research or, or experimenting in, uh, other, you know, more advanced construction methods besides just traditional stick framing and 
Yes, we are. And, and, um, and we're doing it not that much. I mean, little by little, we do have a lot of work. We have a lot of, we have a lot of stuff that we need to take care of, but whenever we have a chance that we're keeping an eye on, on everything that's coming out and everything that's happening, we ask a lot of questions. Um, we travel, we, we ask in the big cities, what's going on over there, what's, you know, everything in general. And we try to be as, as, um, we try to gather as much information as we can, but I mean, it's, 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 it's anything that's coming anytime in the next five years, but definitely the next 10, we have to, we have to look a lot into that. Yeah. What uh, resources do you find most helpful to find to learn about what's coming and the new new products or new technologies that are coming online? I mean, what more than the internet? <laughs> YouTube, um, you know, relationships, networking. Sometimes, um, you know, my wife always seems to think that I go to these Vegas um, conventions just to just to hang out and party and. And this and that, and you know what? Most of the time it is, but every now and then you meet that one person that, that gives you this tip or this advice, and you never know. It might be at a bar, it might be at the convention, it might be, you know, at an event somewhere. You never know where you get that tip from. So, yeah, just always got listening and having your your be be open and be be open to to any conversation and to anything. Okay, cool. Well, what uh, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received during your career? Um, never be, never give up and be patient. Um, sometimes you feel like you're working too much and you're not getting what you deserve, but you know, patience, patience is, 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 is big, is huge. And, and team, teamwork, teams, again, I repeat myself, teams, patience, and just working hard, never giving up. Yeah. Cool. Who have you learned the most from in your career? It definitely has been my my current um, boss, my owner. Um, he's been he's been a teacher since since day one, since I showed up in the company. He he's trusted me. He's given me a lot of advice. He's given me a lot of you know um, respect. Um, he's he's groomed me. He's he's taught me pretty much everything that I know on the on the administrative part of the company, the construction side of the company, I have to thank my dad. My dad, like I mentioned earlier also, since I was a little little boy, showed me how to work, showed, took me out. Um, that's how I learned the construction side of it. So I think I've had two really great mentors in my life. Yeah, that's awesome. So I, I wanna talk real quick, if, if it's okay about, uh, you know, your role as a VP, I know a lot of young guys, become successful in the industry, move up to that kind of level and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to go do this on my own. I don't, I don't like the guy I'm working for or whatever. And I'm going to go do this on my own. What, what is it that's, that's made you want to stay with Edwards Homes for the last uh, 12 years? The same thing that I want to do with the rest of the employees here. I'm happy. They've, they've taken care of me. Um, they've made me feel like I'm part of a team. Um, they've made me feel like, you know, it's the best company to ever work for, which I do believe, um, a unity, um, it's just, it's a company that I would never want to leave. Um, he's a very generous owner, um, helps whenever he needs to help. 
is always there for, for anybody. You know, one of the things that he does for employees is every year he picks an employee and he says, you know what, this year we're going to build you a home. And, uh, and we build a home for, for one of the employees. So that's the kind of person that I want to work with forever. So, I mean, he's, he, it's a really good, you know, um, company. When you say he's, he's going to build them a home, like he's going to build them a, a home for free? At cost. At cost. Okay. Still gonna do <laughs> it's like, dang, that is really generous. Because every year, every year we, we, we analyze, we, we evaluate employees and we see, okay, you know what? This employee has been here for seven, eight years. He deserves, you know, something, something nice, something else. So, you, you know, let's design your property, let's build your home. And we do that for, for employees every year. Oh, that's really cool. Is that just a home in one of your neighborhoods or, or do they, do you allow them to go design a custom home and pick their lot somewhere? We, we usually let them pick a pick whatever lot they want and pick one of the floor plans that we already have. Okay. That's cool. That's a really neat program. Is that based on seniority or, or, or based on um, just performance or based on who is deciding they are, they're wanting to buy a new home that year or how does that work? It's not based on seniority at all. It's, it's based on an evaluation of the employee. You know, there's been employees that have been working here for one two years and getting their home but you know what they put in the time they put in the effort you can see where they're going you can see what they're doing i mean it's just an evaluation of, of, of the person in general and a person that we want here for for a very long time and and um and luckily a lot of our employees have been with us for a long time we have very few employees that, are, that have been here for less than five years very very few employees wow. and it's actually a pretty young company um, the average age in our company is probably anywhere between 35 and 40 years old. It's wow. a pretty thing. Yeah, in this industry, that is starting to be a really young company. So, but that's impressive that they that they've been there that long, and uh, yeah, that's that's neat that they all want to have an, uh, an Edwards home because you know to me the biggest compliment as, as a builder is to have my employees or my subcontractors that see and you know that know the ins and outs of those homes that know exactly what's behind those walls all the time to have them want to buy a home is is awesome correct that's great um well so i want to go backwards a little bit talk about your education obviously you did decided not to finish your college degree um you've gone on to pursue some additional education in real estate um, is that something, have you ever felt a desire to go back and finish that degree or, um, or are you just do, doing informal education now? In real estate? In, well, in real estate and in just construction in general. Well, in real estate, I did complete my, I did complete my, my, my real estate courses. I, I'm mm -hmm. still licensed. I have my real estate license. Um, in the construction side of it, in Texas, we're not required to have a builder license. Mm -hmm. But in New Mexico, we are. So I, I did do my New Mexico classes as well. That's We're, we're going to build in New Mexico with my builder license. So, I mean, real estate, uh, like I mentioned, conventions. We go to a lot of conventions. We go to a lot of um, continuing education courses. Um, we, do, we do a lot of continuing education here with, you know, city inspectors and this and that. So, I mean, there's always room to learn in this industry there's always always somewhere where you can get a little bit of, of information here and there 
That's as cool. far as my college career, no, I no, I, I don't think it's something that that I will go go back and do. Um, when it first happened to me, when I first dropped out of college, the next the first few years it was my biggest regret ever. Now I can't I can't say the same thing, but you know everybody's different. Everybody everybody thinks different. Everybody works different. Everybody has a different mindset of what they want to do in life, and and I think I I even though I didn't do it consciously at the time, I think it was probably the best decision I ever made. Yeah. That's neat. So what has helped you gain that confidence to say, yeah, I don't really need to go finish. I mean, obviously you've been very successful without having that college degree. It's clearly not necessary. Uh, what would you say to a young guy that's, you know, considering dropping out of school and coming into the industry? This company has been my university. I've been here for 12 years and suffered and, and, and gone through a lot that it has been my university. I mean, it, it would be dumb of me to say that I haven't gone to school because I did. This has been my school. Yeah. And, you know, I've been here for 12 years and it's just paying off. So, I mean, I, I saw myself, as I mentioned earlier, making $300 a week. And I'm just starting to get a little bit of, you know, my hard work through my university career, I guess you can say through the company. But, I mean, you got to be patient and you got to deal with it and you got to understand that you're not going to make what you expect to make at the beginning. You've got to work hard and you got to, you got to complete your courses. You got to complete your time and you got to do your time in order to, to, to be in a different position. But I mean, it has been a university for me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. This, this industry is so full, full of informal education that, that, that formal college degree is just not necessary for so many. That's, that's awesome right. to see. Um, well, if you could go back either to your first day on your first job site, um, working at Edwards homes, what advice would you give to yourself? Um, and I don't, I don't think I would put it any other, I mean, I would do the exact same thing all over again. Um, well, looking at myself now, I would do the exact same thing back then. Um, Man, I don't know how I did it. I should, I should, I should have quit. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, I did it. It was just, you know, and and back then it was a it was a struggling industry at the time when I started. Mm -hmm. It was back in two thousand eight when the market had just crashed and everything. I mean, it it wasn't a really good industry to even be in. And at the time, I didn't even have the knowledge or or I hadn't gone through my university to know enough that it was a it was a very poor industry at the time. Um, I, I was just kind of ignorant. Mm. I didn't know. I didn't know much about about what was going on in the world or even in the U.S. Now that I look back at it, I don't even know how I did it. Or maybe if I would have known that it was a industry that was in huge trouble, I probably would have never done it. My ignorance kind of helped a little bit, I guess. That's a, that's fun to recognize. Yeah, maybe maybe a little less advice sometimes. Yeah, that's great. Well, Edder, how can people get a hold of you or follow you and, and Edward Holmes and, and what you guys are doing? Well, I mean, we have our website at edwardsholmes.com. We're on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, it's not something that we've, we've done um, since the very beginning. We, it's something that we actually just started doing. We've been really, really busy. We just got a marketing manager that's helping us out with that but we are on, on social media. We, we do have our website. 
like I said, we're about to start in Las Cruces, so we're open. We're opening up that that side up as well. Um, and you know, anybody needs some advice? I'm here at my office Monday to Friday every single day, seven forty-five to seven at night. Sometimes whatever whatever okay. it takes. I'm always here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate hearing about you and, and your story and congratulations on all your successes. Thank you. And thank you for having me. It was nice, nice being here with you. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you got something from today's guest. Join us next week on the Ben Beard Show.